Meredith Health, we believe that patients' needs come first. That's why they are the center of everything we do. It's Your Health Matters with Melanie Cole. Pollen, dust mites, mold, and animal dander are the most common causes of allergic rhinitis. Knowing your triggers is an important first step to helping control your symptoms. My guest today is Jasmine Pega. She's a certified registered nurse practitioner at Meritus Health. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. So when we speak about allergies and seasonal allergies, what times of the year are we looking at and what are some of the symptoms that people might be aware of that could discern whether it's a cold or whether it's an allergy? Thank you so much. Time of the year, usually um, seasonal allergies um, happen with certain seasons, such as usually it begins in spring, so February, um, and kind of lasts all the way until early summer. Sometimes mild winter temperatures, kind of like the winter we just had, can also cause plants to pollinate early. In that case, it could start kind of in early February, and it, it can last all the way up until fall. Is it possible to develop these allergies as an adult if you did not have them as a child? It's possible, but usually um, allergies tend to uh, develop in children and maybe even young adults. But once you kind of have allergies in childhood or in young adulthood, you tend to have it for life. Some people get better with, as they get older, and some people kind of get worse over time. So if we start and to allergies come up... also run in um, families, so genetics plays a part in that too. That's very interesting. So if we start to come up with some of these symptoms and we're not sure whether it's a cold or allergies, if it happens every year at the same time, then you can kind of know it's an allergy, yes? Correct. Correct. What do we do about them? Some of the ways to reduce your exposure to certain things or triggers. So let's talk about triggers first. So some of the triggers um, can be, like you said earlier, trees, grass, ragweed, mold, pollen, those kind of things can trigger allergic symptoms. So to prevent allergies, if you know that you're one that um, has seasonal allergies or one that gets allergic rhinitis often, um, unfortunately, staying indoors on, on dry and windy days helps. Um, the best time to usually go outside is after a good rain because that helps clear the pollen from the air. Try to ever so gently delegate lawn mowing to other family members and weed pulling and other gardening chores because that can stir allergens up into the air. And if you breathe them, then, you know, you get your uh, allergic rhinitis or allergic symptoms. Remove clothes that you've worn outside before you get inside. Um, Shower all the pollen away from your skin and your hair, especially if you've been working outside or in the garden. Don't hang your clothes or your laundry outside because pollen can stick to sheets and towels. If you're one that really enjoys working outside and you must do that, I would also recommend maybe wearing a pollen mask. It's also important or also maybe helpful to check your local TV or radio stations or newspaper or even the Internet to, to check your forecast ahead during your spring season to see when your pollen counts are elevated um, so that you can avoid those days being outside. That's excellent advice. How do you know what it is that you're allergic to? Are there certain tests you can have? So if you have some symptoms, you can go to your primary care doctor and they might do an assessment to first differentiate whether you have uh, seasonal allergies. Also, there are some trigger testing that uh, that's done at the allergist office that you can uh, test to see what you're allergic to. That way, um, you can either prevent them and treat them accordingly. So you've given us some great tips about 
identifying those triggers outside. Now, what about inside when we think of things like mold or dust mites or coming inside the house? Do some of the things we hear about, Jasmine, work like air filters or any of those kind of things? Do they work? Yeah. So some of the triggers that you might have inside, inside, like you said, are some uh, like insect allergies, like dust mites or cockroaches. Some people might be allergic to cats and dogs. And then you also have mold. Cleaning the air, those that does help. Once you identify what your allergens are, then you can, so if you're allergic to cats or dogs, then, you know, um, removing those allergens will help. Vacuuming and keeping your house clean from dust helps. Um, trying to get somebody to check your house for mold, um, those are the things that can help indoors. Aside from trying all of these things, identifying our triggers, making sure to shower the pollen off our hair and our clothes, all of these things, we see so many products on the market, on the shelf, decongestants and pseudofedrin and allergy pills. And how do we know which of these is going to work? And what do you tell people when they ask you about all of the allergy medications out there? Well, a lot of the allergy meds are patient-specific. What works for one person might not work for the other person. Depending on the severity of the patient's allergies, um, allergic symptoms, um, we, we try certain things. So some of the treatment options are decongestants, oral antihistamines, um, saline um, nasal washes. If it's severe enough, we do allergy shots or allergy pills. That usually happens at an allergist's office. But uh, nasal, like steroid nasal sprays, those are some of the things that can help that we recommend. Now, you mentioned like a nasal cleanser, nasal lavage. Mm-hmm. Do those things work? Do they really kind of give your nose a shower? And how do you get your kids to try one of those? It does work because it rinses out uh, the nose. Um, it rinses out all the um, pollen that might be stuck inside the nares. Um, so in that sense, it does help. Now, with children, um, that might be a harder task to do. Depending on the age of the child, that might not be um something that uh, would be appropriate for them. With children, trying to avoid um, getting them out during allergy season and and trying to um, wash them after they've been out, trying to keep the air um, clean and dry inside the house um, might be more helpful. And antihistamines, if it's appropriate for them, might be more of a, a better option for children. So wrap it up for us, Jasmine. Can we prevent this allergic rhinitis or allergies, seasonal allergies, is there any way to prevent them? And give us your best advice about dealing with them if we do have them. So um, prevention-wise, if the symptoms, if you're one that gets the symptoms the same time every year, then um, you know that, you know when to expect them. So that's the time of the year that you want to be careful with staying um, indoors, especially right before the symptoms start for you, keeping your car and your windows, um, car windows and house windows closed. Um, try to use air conditioning instead of opening up the window during, you know, high pollen count season. Taking a shower before bed to rinse off all the pollen off your hair and your skin. Um, wearing a mask again if you need to be outside. Um, those are some of the things that can help prevent it. Now, if you're um, one that gets them sporadically or all throughout the year, definitely talk to your doctor to see uh, if there's any medicines that you can be placed on um, to kind of minimize those symptoms to help you um, get better quickly or to at least keep the symptoms at bay so that you're not so miserable. Thank you so much, Jasmine. It's really great information, especially this time of year. You're listening to Your Health Matters with Meritus Health. And for more information, you can go to MeritusHealth.com. That's MeritusHealth.com. 
This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.